I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast for round 13, 2018. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man whose two football teams, Australia and Carlson, failed to kick a goal in the first half yesterday. It's the one and only Adam Rosenbachs. I don't believe we agreed to that intro. Um, where did th- that's, uh, that, um, <laughs> I'm just speaking the truth, mate. Saying what, what everyone's thinking. That is a devastating thing to point out, Michael. Um, obviously, uh, it's okay for Australia that, uh, uh, you know, going in one nil, you go, we're close. We're in this game. Carlton, uh, we went in 12 nil <laughs> and we were a fucking embarrassing. That is a good point. At halftime of Australia, Australia v France, previous World mm. Cup winners and finals yeah. as well. Like you get a bit of a pat on the back. Oh, you know, I've kept them nil all. Like it's all fine. Yeah, but, very uh, good team. Turns mate. out the Blues go in nil. People mm. aren't too happy about that. In fact, <laughs> people people line up by the uh, by the corridor down towards the rooms, and they uh, maybe want to uh, shout a few words of advice to the players. Now, Michael, you know, uh, I, I went yesterday, it was at uh, the, the wonderful soon-to-be-named Marvel Stadium, and uh, you know that I'm ha- happy, happy to walk out early. Very, you know, <laughs> if, I can get, if I can be home before the final siren, yeah. I am more than happy because I'm an inner-city man. It means I can do it. I can get the traffic right. Uh, I was genuinely contemplating leaving at halftime yesterday. Dude, that's the earliest. That's that. That's a new record. That's the earliest you can leave. Like, just looking at it, and just uh, people were streaming past me. So there, I think there were about twenty one thousand all up at the game in total. Uh-huh. At halftime, I think it was seventy seventy seven to seven. Would that be right? Uh, yeah, I reckon that's about right. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. twelve goals something. So um, I didn't really pay att- a lot of attention to the scores <laughs> at that point. Um, the day didn't start well. I got uh, I got done for jaywalking. On the way, no way into into Eddie Had Stadium. Yes. No way. Okay, okay. There's a lot to unpack here. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Sit yeah. back. You got done yeah. for jaywalking. So I got off the tram at the bottom of Burke Street, uh, about yeah. to cross Spencer Street. So to head across, uh, it's sort of a half footbridge, I guess, at the end. Yeah, of to go up the station there. Go up the cross. escalator or the stairs to go onto the yeah. runway to get to Eddie Had Stadium. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So. I, I looked right, I looked left, I looked right again, right? There's no traffic crossing Spencer Street. There's not a, lot of, not a lot of people on their way to the game. So I think, all right, I'll just cross. So I go across. I'm listening to SEN on the Crystal Clear app as I cross Spencer Street. And as I'm getting there, I see two, uh, two what I thought were boys in blue, okay, uh, out the corner of my eye. And I was like, I bet, I bet they call me over for this. They've spotted me. No one else is crossing the road. I'm in a bit of trouble here, right? And, of course, it wasn't Boys in Blue, was it? It was the Losers in Blue. It was your fucking PSOs, right? Your protective service officers. Not even real fucking cops. Dude! So, I heard him go, Hey, 
And I just kept walking because I was listening to SEN on the Crystal Clear. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you got to pay attention. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, what, what's so, Trat, Trat got to say? Well, yeah, you know, KB was going on about the game, the state of the game. Jared mm. Waitley had his things to say. I was focused on that, you know. <laughs> but I'd, I'd known that there was no traffic coming. Anyway, he grabs me. And he's like, mate. And I'm like, uh, yeah, mate. He goes, why did you, did you have a reason for crossing the road then? And I was like, no, no, I was just crossing, mate. And he goes, you, so you were jaywalking? I'm like, yeah, that, that's what I was doing, mate. Yes, I was jaywalking. And he goes, well, g- g- give us your ID. So he gives me the ID. And then I'm like, I'm pissed off by this stage. So then there's two of them because you've got to be in pairs because, you know, if, if PSOs are by themselves, they're getting fucking whacked left, right and centre. So I give over my ID. The guy, One of the guys writing it down. And this guy hadn't said anything to this point. It was the other little guy that was giving me the, giving me the hassles. And then so I go, oh, fuck, I'm going to put this on Instagram, right? So <laughs> I take a photo of the fuckwit writing down my, uh, my details. And then the other guy, the little guy, arcs up. He's like, mate, don't take a photo of him. He goes, if you want to write down his number, his badge, then you write it down. But you don't take a photo. How would you like it if I took a photo of you? And I was like, mate, his face isn't in there. Yeah, I can't even see his name thing. And well, so yeah, they have my- your ID too. Well, yeah, exactly. And uh, it goes, mate, you're not allowed to do that. And I'm like, yeah, no worries about it. So I just put my phone back in my pocket. I hadn't deleted it. I put it up later on. Like, I'm fucking rebel. <laughs> and then he goes, um, he goes, why did you jaywalk? And I go, well, there was no traffic, so I just crossed. And he goes, well, mate, there was traffic around. You had your headphones and you couldn't hear. And I was like, mate, I've got eyes. Like, I've crossed, <laughs> I've crossed the road many times before. Like, I'm not helping myself. I'm like, I've crossed the road heaps. I know what I'm doing. He goes, yeah, well, a, a car was waiting to turn and you didn't see it. And this is where I knew that he was lying, okay? So the, the lights that I was crossing against, it wasn't where a car could turn left or right out of Burke Street. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was straight across traffic in front of me. So there was no one who would have been turning in towards me. There wasn't any cars there. And I said, no, there wasn't, mate. I said, where were they turning from? He goes, mate, don't question me. I said, no, you're lying. Where were the cars turning from? I go, you're making this up now. I go, yeah, I crossed the road, but I looked and there was no traffic. I go, where was the car coming from? He goes, mate, just... And then he just came back the license. He goes, so why were you jaywalking? Do you have an excuse for it? And I go, oh no. Oh, God. And, yeah, and then the guy writes down his little pad, no. Right? And then they go, expect something in the mail. Oh, you fucking cockhead. Yeah. What a fucking... So now, what, do you, what do you get done for, for jaywalking? I, I have no idea. I, I'm yeah. expecting like I'm expecting like around two hundred and fifty bucks, something like that. Dude, dude, that's a, that's a nightmare. Tell you what, tell you what, we need to rise up. We need a revolution. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, had there been anyone else around, I could have argued it, but it was a Carlton Frio game, so you know, it was a ghost town. I just that's happened hilarious. to be head crossing the road. Yeah, so oh, that didn't dude. bode well. So yeah, I'm, so that started I'm off. Walk- they, they kicked off your day. They kicked off your day yeah. basically. Yeah, I'm walking in. I'm all agitated. I'm all edgy. I'm like, oh, this is fucked. You know, I need to. I need to get in there. I'm not need drinking at some, the moment. Get I need some to- chicken salt. <laughs> exactly, or different kinds of salt that Eddie had. You don't know what you're going to get. So we get in there and I sit down and then Carlton serve up the biggest load of bullshit you've ever seen in the first half, mm. even a quarter time. Like I think it might have been six goals to. Yeah, I think about that. Yeah. It, it was embarrassing. It didn't matter. It doesn't matter. We were gone. It was. It was twelve goals to zero at half time. There are a couple of things about it. One of them was uh, you know. Talk it out, Adam. No, I want. I want to be. I want to be. I have an Oprah moment here. Let, let's talk it out. Uh, I will right. make. I'll make. I will make fun of you at various points, but talk it out. So at various stages during the quarter time <laughs> breaks, and we've been a part of this, they'll have, say, uh, you know, your bongo cam, yep. your, your, your karaoke cam, all that kind of stuff. And so 
Carlton decided they'd keep going with that. So even though everyone at the game fucking hates this team so much right now, <laughs> they've got this guy on the ground. I don't know his name. I know the girl at halftime is Emily Yang when she's from Channel 7. But the guy on the ground at halftime, he does a lot of the uh, pre-game interviews and chats and all that shit with the you know non-playing players and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And So he comes out and he's got his uh, messaging from the club. And he's like, all right, ladies and gentlemen, of course, it's a great time to get yourself a membership. Carlton, we're up to 50,000. And you're like, mate, no one, no one, no one right now. People are fucking burning their membership. <laughs> no one is leaving the stadium, getting their thing <laughs> scanned out with the, with the fucking inkling of going, getting back into that ground and buying a membership. Oh, shit, there's 70 points down. Where do I sign up? Yeah, exactly. How can I get more of this? Now? <laughs> I want to see it every second week. Yeah, and I'm here. And if I'm here and I'm not a member, I'm not fucking buying one. And if I'm a member, I don't want to come back. I'm contemplating going home. <laughs> so then, at halftime, they do oblivious cam. Ah, uh, yep. Right? How about you fucking pull oblivious <laughs> No one gives a shit. Like, if people aren't paying attention to what's going out on the ground, it's because our fucking players weren't either. <laughs> you, you want a proper oblivious cam, how about you put it on our coach's box? Those cunts have got no idea. <laughs> oh, fuck, mate. I was filthy. That like <laughs> They do this thing where they read out the... Uh, the uh, uh, tweets that people have sent into the club. So you <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. The, uh, I imagine they uh, they highly censor them uh, yeah, in a game yeah. like Let, this let's, one. Let's just assume that they filter those, hey? Yeah. Because the ones that I was sending to the club, they didn't read those out. There was one <laughs> that someone read, oh, you know, hey, uh, it's Adam here, Michael, we should catch up for, you know, catch up for a drink, haven't seen you in ages. And Emily, who was reading them out, goes, yeah, you could probably use a drink right about now. And that was kind of like, okay, she's read the, the tea leaves there. It was just like, what are, you, what are you doing? Pull this. Don't, don't fucking do it. There was no Oz kick at halftime for whatever reason. I'm not sure why. A mark of respect. Yeah. Because <laughs> the club was dying before our eyes. <laughs> they didn't want children to see it. They were like kids. Oh, Go God. home. <laughs> He's already dead. <laughs> so they had this weird fucking Milo competition going on at one end of the ground, and they, pumped, yeah. they kept going along with that. And then... Uh, I didn't see what happened at three quarter time because I had left the ground. So and what, as I'm leaving, the girl's like, "Oh, should do you want to scan this?" I'm like, "I'm not, I'm not coming back." I love that. I love that. When I go, "Do you want to come back?" I'm like, "I'm like, mate, it's 27 minutes into the last term. My team's yeah. eight goals down. We're not yeah. coming back." Yeah. Uh, so uh, when did you begin to ponder? Like, what part of the third quarter did you leave? Uh, probably about. So we kicked. It was weird. We kicked two in a row and people mm. started getting excited. You know how when there's this like, <laughs> fuck, if, if we chip away at this lead, if we can whittle this down to eight goals and we know Carlton, we can come home like a train. Uh, so we kicked, we kicked two, then they got another Joe the Goose and I was like, this is, this is diabolical. I have yeah. to get out. So probably about five minutes to go with the third, in the third quarter. And then I happened to see uh, Brendan Bolton's doing my fucking head in now, man. I mean, I've I've stuck with the the little man. He's mm. been, you know, he's talking about green sprouts and shoots and things coming through. But you know what? You don't need to hear cliches after a shocking, dismal loss to a side that Frio aren't that good. Mm-hmm. And he comes out. We've lost the first half, twelve goals to zero. Yeah, we didn't kick a goal. He said Frio jumped us. Okay, and we didn't react to that jumping because Frio they've jumped many teams this season. I get it. But then he came out. And he said, yeah, but, I mean, Carlton supporters have got to be positive. We won the second half. Oh, fuck. 
It's like, are you fucking deluded, you little idiots? <laughs> we won the second half because Frio fucking couldn't be bothered. They didn't need Let to be Let it out, there. Adam. Let it out. They didn't need to be there. The other thing I want to pick up, everyone to... Uh, I think in this day and age, we're talking down witches' hats a little bit too much. Now, witches' hats, they serve a purpose in our great game. When yep. you're training and stuff, everyone's like, oh, you put the witches' hats out so we can run this drill. People know where to stand. People uh-huh. know not to walk on vomit in the fucking supermarket. Witches' hats serve a purpose. Don't talk them down by saying it was like witches' hats at the game. Because I think you're denigrating what the great witches' hats have done for us in our society. And to say the witches' hats were as bad as Carlton is just a slur on their character. So were you home before the uh, actual final siren? I reckon I got home around the same time. I got in... So I, was, I actually forgot to check the app for a little while. I, I distracted myself, yeah, uh, rant, ranting and raving in WhatsApp groups and stuff. And uh, I think as I got home, the final siren had gone, so I didn't quite make it. Um, I saw the, uh, at, at the very end, and Dermy uh, made a mention of this on the Foxtel coverage, that, um, that they were looking a bit sheepish as they came towards the, uh, what do you call it, corridor. The race. Down to the rooms, yeah, the race, yeah. Yeah, we have uh, called it a race for quite some time, by the way. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. I think we've got a <laughs> corridor to... twice now. Come on, boys. You ready to go in the corridor? <laughs> uh, and they did. They did. They kind of looked like they were a bit kind of hovering, kind of not too sure. But they actually got a good round of applause as they left, which I imagine will um, uh, continue this uh, spell of mediocrity. <laughs> what the fuck are you... Why are you applauding them? Yeah, they're, what, they're people around to... applauding. Yeah, like they're waiting. They kind of had a look about them like they were waiting... They didn't want to go down the race by the fact they were thinking they were going to get yelled at. And uh, there were a bunch of people around there applauding. More applauding than negativity, I reckon. That's disappointing. Like, it's, it's pretty rare that you cop a real booing at halftime. Like a genuine, yeah, everyone's yeah. on board boo. So when they came off the ground, they were, they were fully booed at halftime? Yeah, totally. So that, it was the other side of the ground to me. But yeah, people were, people were giving it to them. Yep. And uh, it... Uh, it wasn't pleasant, but you know, as Bolt said, we won the second half. I mean, so. you got to look at that. You know, that's yeah. you know, it's a, that's a win-win. <laughs> well, that, that's the form we take into next week. So you know, we got Collingwood next week, and you know, sure they smashed the demons on uh, on um, Queen's, Queen's birthday. birthday, but we're the ones with the momentum here because they had a bye week. So you know, everyone load up on the Blues. Ah, uh, you never know, mate. You never know. Yes, you do. You know exactly what's going to happen. I feel for you, mate. I feel for you. I tell you what, though, we were—I was very lucky to see the fact that uh, Nat Fife was out there. We almost lost him to our great game. He talked about in 2013, he nearly mm. left the game after losing the grand final. Yeah, so he—he he, he was on a podcast uh, during the week. I don't like. There's a lot of podcasts coming. I don't up. like I don't that. Like yeah, this. I really don't like that. <laughs> we kind of made a corner for ourselves, and uh, you know, yeah. a few people need to back the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a podcast on the for the AFL Players Association. The AFLPA has the podcast, all right. Yeah. So, to... you know, while well, you and I can ring up and go, hey, can we get so-and-so for this? And they're like, oh, nah, mate, he's uh, he's uh, he's busy. But the AFLPA ring up and go, hey, Fifey, we want to do a podcast. He's like, oh, I have to do this, don't I? They're like, it'd be best. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be best for the bargaining at the end of the season. So we talked about, uh, here we talk about uh, Nat Fife reveals he nearly clipped footy after the 2013 grand final lost. Uh, considering walking away, played his 150th against Carlton this week, uh, revealed he became completely demotivated about the game while on a surfing trip in the United States. No word yet whether 
people were allowed to watch him work out in America at that time. Was that that year? No, 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 no. That was like last year. People got. But the, that's uh, probably where he. That's probably where he got the idea. From. He got the like gem, gem of the idea. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he was when like, he's over there. Surfing, he was surfing. He was surfing, and he thought to himself, "How cool would it be if I charged people to watch me surf?" Well, he's probably looking. There was probably people on the beach, and he thought, "Why are they? Why are they watching the great man Nat Fife surf for free? This is. I mean, this is marketable. People would pay thousands to come onto that sand." It's kind of interesting, though. He talks about he watched the medal presentation of the Hawks on the MCG. He said, what am I going to do? No, what am I going to have to do to get back here? Mm. And then... Can I just say, though, in his defence, just quickly, uh, I have also been sickened and wanting to give up football watching the Hawthorne players' med- uh, presentation. Um, I'm, I think you're fine, actually. It's really fun. It's a lot of fun, actually. Is it? Is yeah. it you watch it right to the end, do you, you fuckhead? It's really cool. So yeah, it talks about about after about ten days that desire, motivation, and hunger was back and stronger than ever. Basically, what I'm calling uh, this is a non-story, and that a guy who lost the grand final was bummed out for a week and then went, "Oh fuck, pre-season's back on." Okay, here yeah, you go. know, you know what he needed? He yeah. needed a holiday, yeah. and he had the holiday, <laughs> and then, he's and then fine. he got his hunger back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I've also fuck he you, said AFLPA that... podcast. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. No one listened to it. Hey, um, and he says that he was completely demotivated. Isn't it? Aren't you unmotivated? Like, when do you become D? I thought it was un. Is un like when you've never had motivation and all of a sudden he's had motivation and now he's demotivated? That's a very good question. I'm going to look that up. Is actually demotivated a word? Demotivated. It's used quite a bit in this in this article. I mean, that that's the issue with the AFL players... <laughs> With the AFL Players Association podcast, Captain's Call, that they just make up words. Uh, and I find de- that very flamenging of them. <laughs> Demotivated is a word, and unmotivated is a word as well. So, so tell me the difference. I think we're half. Well, demotivated means make, in brackets, someone less eager to work or study. Okay, so like, um, uh, like a, a Carlton coach. And unmotivated is. Not having interest in or enthusiasm for something, especially work or study. So I think actually, I think Fifey would have been unmotivated in that scenario and not demotivated. Yeah, okay, okay. You learn it here, first on junk time. Yeah, so if you're going to leave a review for Captain's Call, uh, probably one of the first things you would say is just their uh, butchering of the English language. It's just, I mean... Disgraceful. It could be, yeah, yeah. Uh, don't tune in. Hey, a uh, bit of worry about um, up here in our Rod Carter Studios, Adam. What's going on? Bit of news this week that the uh, Sydney Cricket Ground footbridge mm. might have been built in the wrong place. How that? Oh God! Just let him. Can and I just sit with that for a moment? No, no, it's you massive. Can't break, you can't just break this to a man. I mean, how do you? How do you yeah, get man, a footbridge? It's, it's footbridge without notice. I'm telling you. How do you get a footbridge in the wrong place? They built it a few years ago. So they mm. say 5% of pedestrians used the $38 million Albert Tibby Cotter walkway to arrive to the Moore Park Stadium precinct. So you obviously got the SCG, you got the uh, football stadium next to it. I think it's Alliance, I think. And uh, does that come from Oxford Street? Is that where it comes from? No, it actually comes from kind of south, if I'm trying to think correctly. And they're, they're talking about how most of the traffic comes from north. Uh, it's a bit of a weird footbridge. I mean, a great footbridge, but a bit of a weird one by the fact that... Is it in your top 10 footbridges? Ah, uh, uh, look, I mean, obviously, Adelaide, number one. Mm. Um, 
I mean, we, we don't have about we don't know the full story about Perth yet. But so that'll be can't. up there. That'll be top. That's podium. I mean, it's looking good. The photos that we're getting sent through, uh, I'm, I'm tipping. To it's looking fantastic. Yeah, yeah, spectacular. Yeah. yeah, no, they talk about uh, it comes from kind of a, the most of the audience come from north mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. this footbridge is from the south. And so they basically say they've uh, built it in the wrong spot, basically to get over a busy street. Uh, they put a bit of a, a bridge over that. Um, but yeah, it's worrying. It's worrying to kind of think out there that people aren't thinking about footbridges properly. Um, I blame the government. Does that almost say to you, like if they don't know how to use a footbridge properly, that Sydney are undeserving of an AFL franchise? Yeah, two of them? Yeah, I'd take it away. Like, I mean, I yeah. would. Like, I mean, there's even a thing here saying 26 trees need to be removed. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's horrible stuff like that that you, you just don't, don't want to read on on the page, you know? Uh, but yeah, no, I would definitely, um, I would definitely go to the conclusion. We shut down both the Swans and the Giants until they can get it right. Yeah. Or can, can they move it? Can you lift and move a footbridge? I know it's a big ask, but a good is point. there a better, a point. is there yeah. a better spot? Like you, you're at Rod Carter studios now. If you look out the window, can you see the footbridge? Um, I can't, but in my heart I can. And yeah, okay. Yeah. No, and maybe, maybe it? we move it to the North. Even though, even though we don't actually need to go any, go over anything in the North, we can move it to the North of the ground. And um, just so people have the, uh, I mean, because you know, when you walk when you walk across a footbridge, you feel like you're walking to the footy, aren't you? That is true. But then does it become a walkway? See, I'm worried that we're just we're heading into different. You know, this is like a walk amongst the trees type of thing. Is that a footbridge? I'm just concerned now. Okay. I think they've fucked it, raise it, and then build another one. Yeah, cool. Yeah, but, but yeah, we'll keep it and build another one. We've got two. We've got one from the south, one from the north. Perfect. Working out for junk time. Oh, the double footbridge. The double footbridge, yeah, like the double Fuck. rainbow. That I mean, that will bring people to the ground itself. Like, they won't even want to go to the footy. They'll just be standing outside. <laughs> Walking and they go, around. They go, I just walked on the footbridge. They go, the north or the south? And they go, hang <laughs> on. There's two? That was a great game, though, on Friday night. Uh, Sydney West Coast, an eight-point eight point game, yep. uh, a four-maker a Ford decider. It was uh, it was great. Yeah, it was pretty good. So the uh, pardon me, the uh, Swans got up by about fifteen points in the end. Uh, mm. It was pretty full, you know. Good, good, good fun and games. Um, the, the game that fucking passed me by entirely was the um, Thursday night. Did you have that on your radar, the Port and Footscray match? Uh, well, I was working on the front part, so we were on after that. And can I just say that there was not a worse Thursday night game that could have been shown. It was a, a terrible game. The doggies are fucking cooked. Like, they lost Eastern Wood. They lost Jack McRae. So they're in all sorts of trouble. Yeah. Uh, they got absolutely flogged early, and it was pissing down in Adelaide. So there was hardly anyone there. So there was no atmosphere, freezing cold night, not a great game. Yeah, we talked up about it last week being uh, this round being fantastic, but kind of a bit underwhelming in the end. Like, uh, I mean, the yeah, Geelong and Richmond game was a bit tight, a bit tight, yes. but not like a classic that you kind of hope for it to be. Uh, Hawthorne obviously beat the uh, Crows by a fair bit. It was kind of over by about fifteen minutes into the third. Um, we got what do, what do we uh, think of Adelaide? I yeah, mean, obviously, Fremantle. Adelaide uh, are cooked. Well, actually, that's the question, man. What happened now for Adelaide? They okay. So, if you look at it, they are uh, they're only a ga- well, they're two games out of the eight, basically. I would say because Hawthorne mm-hmm. and North Melbourne both and Giants have a game on them. Uh, they've only won six games out of thirteen. I and they've lost their last four. Yeah, 
huge injury list. They had the preseason camp, which has just gone to shit. I think they've got to. They've, you know what? Q in the rack. Let's aim for round one next year, Adelaide. Oh, really? Put them into rehab and get them operations yeah, start, and stuff like that. Start surgery, yeah. Just go, how are you feeling? You go, I've got a bit of a headache. Surgery. Oh, really? What dude, are they looking for? Mate, dude, just I have reckon, surgery. I reckon that pre-season camp's becoming bigger and bigger every week. About what it's done to the club. Yeah, yeah. And I, whatever that group is, whoever they are, who have gone in yeah. there and, you know, fucking think they've got the magic beans. Like, I reckon that's getting bigger and bigger every week and something will explode. Well, isn't it because, uh, I mean, the word that keeps coming out is that, you know, some of the players, quite a few of the players didn't like it and then they've gone and spoken about it and then other players, i.e. captains, mm-hmm. have said, hey, you fucking tow the company line. And so that's it's driven a, it's driven a wedge into this team that was so rock solid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, yeah. they're all standing like fucking idiots in the grand final, but now none of them. None huh. of them would stand like that now. Hey, uh, see how uh, Sean Bergman played 350, mate? Silk. Silk. So they did a thing, I think it might have been on Wednesday or Thursday. They, so they had like the, in the, they had a video on our Hawthorne Football Club uh, website. They had um, Clyco bust out the guitar. With a song about Silk? He did, yeah. So they all had a t-shirt on saying Got Silk in reference uh-huh. to the Got Milk uh, ad. Uh, very funny. And then... What, hang on, hang on. What, what ad's that? Uh, got milk, you know those ones? Australian ad. Well, no, it's more American. So they have like a yeah, right. A cele- no, that's good. A celebrity. That's good. Yeah. Oh, and they've got the mustache. Yeah, the milk mustache. Yeah, and it's like got yeah, milk. Right. Yeah. Um. So they had a got silk T-shirt, and they had the family uh-huh. in there, and then they also um, uh, Clarko bust out the guitar. I couldn't, I couldn't recognize the actual tune, so I imagine it's original. But I also got the feeling of like there's a whole bunch of people in the room going. Let's humour him for a while. <laughs> I just got I the impression it was like, yeah. this is very boring. We're not interested. We don't want to sing yeah. along. But he but can I, make or break our career. Yes. But I don't want to play for Fox <laughs> yeah, Hill for the rest yeah. of my life. So yeah, this I don't guy wanna... is good. I like playing at 2 p.m., not 10 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he, because I, I saw a photo of it, and he's just he's just in the corner. He's got the white T-shirt on. Didn't know it said Got Silk. Very yeah. funny. And he's just got the... Uh, the very classic acoustic guitar. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's so like the guy the, at the we've, party. We've, we've talked in the past about how he, he would write original songs and give the players the lyrics to kind of sing along. Mm-hmm. And I, I imagine this one's about Silk. I couldn't actually quite hear it on the video. Uh, yeah. But I imagine it's about him. It was an original from Clarko um, to, to, to show that he can play guitar. No, 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 no. That, that's, just, that's just a byproduct of him... Showing his appreciation for such a fantastic four-time Premiership player, three-time with Hawthorne, one with Port Adelaide, and I'm sure that I'm probably just—I'm actually reading the lyrics. I'm sorry, they <laughs> are part of the song, and I—I I helped co-write it with um, with oh uh, with Glico. Yeah, it, it's really hard to rhyme uh, Burgoyne. Yeah, I imagine right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was that was a struggle. Yeah, but uh, there's a lot of uh, milk references, so it's very—it's very funny. It's a good song. Um, did you watch the uh, uh, Saints come back against the uh, Gold Coast? Well, let me talk about this game as well, Michael. Oh. Now, as I walked out of the uh, Carlton-Fremantle game mm-hmm. at an early stage, all I needed for my day was the heat to be taken off Carlton with another shit team to have a really shit performance and to go down to an even shitter team and probably get their coach sacked. That's all I needed. 
And for three quarters, you know what? Secured it. It's working. They fucking, they fucking <laughs> delivered. They were five goals down at half time. They were five goals down at three quarter time. You're thinking, <laughs> here we go. No one's talking about the Blues. Alan Richardson is not going to have a fucking job. <laughs> and then for the fourth time in as many weeks, the Gold Coast don't kick a goal in the last quarter. Yeah, yeah. They haven't scored a goal for four rounds in the final lost quarter. Five in a row. They've lost five in a row. They can't kick a fucking goal. Hmm. It's St Kilda. They let them fucking win. They, oh, fuck. You just wanted someone to take the load off, didn't you? Yes. The yeah. media wouldn't have, they would have been going, Carlton shit, what about St Kilda? Now it's like, <laughs> Carlton shit, good win by St Kilda, let's go back to Carlton. Yeah. Okay. We didn't need it. And I think the Gold Coast should give us some sort of priority pick for making us even worse. Yeah, gotcha. That's awesome. It's yeah, a devastating yeah. loss for the Suns, though, to play that well for that long. And then, do you think they couldn't run out the game? Is it a byproduct of them having been all around the country for the first, you know, 10, 10 rounds, say? I just don't buy travel. I don't buy travel as an excuse. Like, I go, you go to an airport... You go and sit for an hour, you get in the plane, you fly. Mm. I, I just don't mm. buy that. Like, I get it if it's like, I mean, people talk about like uh, Frio and Eagles players. Like, they have not yet had a player, if I remember correctly, hit the 300 game mark. And uh, maybe, and they contribute that to, they, they attribute that to uh, travel. I, I get that. Like, if every every second week you're flying like that. But Did Pavlich not get to 300? Not that I know of. I might okay, be making that, that that's up. a really interesting stat. No, no, no. You, you'd never make anything up. Let me look up my Matthew Pavlich right now. But I, but they, they, of the thirty odd years that, like you know, well, Eagles have been around, and then yep, uh, yep. what ninety five, Frio, uh, they do not have players that have played. Okay, have played three fifty. Now the point, three fifty three, but they do have of teams. They have their those clubs, their highest ranked playing yep. teams. People are not as high as other teams. But also, Matthew Pavlich's organs, his, his organs are fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, just going up, going down. He's addicted. <laughs> He's addicted to toasted sandwiches from the uh, from <laughs> yeah, Qantas sure, Club. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Like, he can't, he, even if he doesn't need to go to the airport, he just finds himself driving out there at three in the morning. And yeah, like, for sure. Matty, we're not open. He's like, I just need a, <laughs> I need a ham and cheese toasty. Yeah. I'm, ne- you know what I need? He needs to go to the glory jeans at uh, Perth Airport. Yeah. Yeah. He, he needs, you know what? He needs a uh, bowl of fruit salad in a bowl that is so small that you can only have uh, two bits of watermelon and some of that shit rock melon that no one wants with a bit of mint <laughs> on the top of it. He's addicted to that shit. He can't <laughs> he get away from it. Can't have and anything you know, else. Yeah, and Frio don't talk about that, do they? The poor bloke. Hey, did you uh, hear he about He can't the, go um, to sleep without Sky News on in the background. <laughs> did you hear about the secret trials that uh, the AFL have been holding? Uh, I fucking did. You know what I don't like about this? <laughs> what could it possibly be, Adam? So the AFL staged a secret trial of radical, radical rule changes at, at Etihad Ed. Stadium on Saturday. And they used... A certain low dog fucking team <laughs> called Hawthorne. 
to yeah. help them out. Look at Hawthorne going, oh, we'd love to help you with your rule changes because we care so much about how the game looks. We're such, we're just, we're just, we love the game so much that it doesn't matter if it benefits us because we trialled it and we made sure that we know exactly who to draft in the future to see, you know, how the game's going to be played. Oh, rotations are going to be down to 20, are they? Well, let's get uh, a lot of players in who've got really good endurance. Oh, sorry to get a jump on you everywhere else in the AFL. Yeah, f- <laughs> Fucking dogs. <laughs> they uh, they tried a few things, yeah. So uh, uh, it's kind of weird. They kind of kept it on the hush. Like they the... did. They did. So Hawthorne had the buy last week, but they had a training session, and then after that, they ran this secret session. You know what? But I, I mean, I mean, I I'm like you know, what's your tune, mate? Like you know, you weren't you know making these noises when um St Kilda were trying the AFLX. Oh, mate, you better believe I was. <laughs> I said, how, how come they're the only ones who know what a super duper goal is, you fuck? <laughs> but you know what I don't like, right? Okay, so uh, you've got the Hawthorne players down there, and yep. they're, they're doing this thing for the AFL. So I guess, you know, someone has to do it. But you've also got, say, six to eight umpires down there, right? Now, what's happening down there? Everyone's trialling something. You're getting things wrong. You're being all matesy. Oh, no worries, Ray's Ray. Oh, good one, Ruffy. <laughs> Let's all have fun together. Then when they're out in the fucking field, someone goes anywhere near Ruffy, ooh, free kick Hawthorne. <laughs> fucking everything works in your favour. I'm trying to find out what the actual kind of rules they were trialling. Like, uh, it seemed to be... Oh, no, I think they trialled, like, a you can't kick backwards, I think. Or you can, okay. sorry, but it's play on. Um... Here we go. The, the uh, last, last touch out of, round, last touch out of bounds. bounds. Yeah. And also, I think you had to kind of be in your starting positions. So like, you had to be maybe not run into the middle, if I'm right. Yes. I think they tried having uh, the six in the zones, six in the back line, six in the forward line, six mids. Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. And then I mean, uh, another one they talked about doing, and this is um, Dustin Fletcher jumped on board this one. He oh, the 18-metre. Wants an 18-metre goal square. That's pretty awesome. How long is it now? 10? Yeah, 10. Yeah. So he wants... So I'm not, sure, I'm not sure why they haven't gone with 20. And they've gone with 18. I don't really know what, why not double it. Maybe it's not... I mean, you you know, you didn't even know Matthew Pavlich... Played 353 uh, games. <laughs> okay, goal square AFL. Let's have dimensions. Here we go. Gotta be ten. Is it nine? It's nine. It's nine meters. Yeah. Ah, oh, fuck that. <laughs> so they've doubled fuck it. That. You fucking idiot. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no wonder. No wonder you could always uh, uh, clear the fucking forward fifty on the on the on the Chamberlain Oval. You fucking jeez, he's got a big roost on him. Yeah, that's because the goal square is twenty-seven meters long. So they reckon you so, kind of you can kick it out further. You can go. You got a bit more range in terms of you can kick towards the the wing, the wider boundary. So you can yeah, clear you're not congestion. stuck. Not yeah. stuck in the pointy end of the ground, but doesn't that just mean that uh, instead of players conversing around, the, uh, converging around the fifty, they'll just converge around the sixty, sixty-five? So well, that's the thing, man. Like, I mean, that's, that's just a that's, greater spread. Yeah, that's the issue. Like, I mean, they can bring all the, all the rules they want, but then mm. coaches will find a way to get around those rules to win the game. Yeah, right. Would that be coaches who've had a first-hand look at it before any other coaches have got to trial it? Yeah, I really, I think if uh, I think you you probably pushing a bit too much to Hawthorne getting an advantage just by playing a practice match at Etihad on a Sunday, okay? Okay. 
You fucking your, your conspiracy theory might not be holding up. But I mean, that's back the, me up, junk I mean, timers. I mean, back me up. I mean, the coaches talk about you know they want to have like you know a great game. They want to make it look good and stuff like that. But at yeah. the heart of it, like you want to walk out of the game winning three flags as opposed to winning none, just to be you know oh I won no flags, but gee we look good. Like they're not going to yeah, do yeah, that. Absolutely. Like no. they're not going to do that at all. They're going to they're going to coach to the rules. No, I completely agree. They're going to push the boundaries. They're going to get what they need out to. And yeah, you're right. No, no, uh, like in when Sydney won in 2005, yeah. no Sydney fan was going. Oh, it was a lot of ball ups. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, was a, it was a good grand final, but woo, it was the congested. Woo, it was over the top. But even at the same time, like those two grand finals were very entertaining by the fact they were so tight. You know, even though yeah. you know, like what they call like they kick like you know 19 goals each, whatever. They were yeah. very entertaining. Hey, well, it's uh, like if you look at uh, Carlton v Frio in the second half. Very it entertaining. To, it was six goals to eight. And, it was uh, very free, free-flowing. One way, yeah. in one direction. Yeah, but still, Carlton won the second half. And I'm, I think that's all that matters here. Hey, uh, we'll wrap it up shortly, Adam. But a um, little article from the Herald Sun this week about uh, Rocket mm. E. Oh, what's he up to? He's our favourite. He's a, If you haven't had a chance to listen to the uh, Fitzy episode yet, please do because you just get... You get a warm and fuzzy feeling when you hear all the stories about Rocket Aid. It seems to be kind of someone followed him. Uh, he's now coaching Bolwyn uh, in the, what's it called, the e- EFL, I think. Is that I the Eastern right. Football League out there? I think it might be right, yeah. So Bolwyn have like got a pretty solid history, like very popular club. Uh, Daniel Harp had coached them for a few, a few years. Okay. And, and you know uh, the story that there were two former Gold Coast listed players who were at Bolwyn. That's and right. then Rocket came to the club and they went, oh, fuck this. Yeah, and they yeah. left. Yeah. And so they kind of followed Rocket during the day on, on match day. Uh, oh. Straight away it says, quickly he is cranky. Cuttingly he expresses <laughs> his displeasure at what he is seeing. Uh, it basically gets an article about kind of Rocket kind of cracking it during the game at half time. Do you reckon... Do you think, like, a, a, like as a professional, you go, all right, I'm on half a million dollars a year. If he calls me a weak cunt, you go, well, I, I can let that ride. But yeah. this guy, like, he, if he's paying out on you and you've got to fucking take the kids to, you know, uh, a fucking party, a, a, a friend's party that Saturday night, he's going, you're a weak dog, Chamberlain, you fucking shit house. And you're like, yeah, mate, yeah. I haven't fucking thought about dinner. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, for I've sure. got three kids at home. I don't need this shit, Rodney. For sure. I actually do wonder about that. Like, uh, being a professional coach for, like, what, nearly 20 years, I wonder about Rocket. Mm. Like, how do you know when to lay off that full-time atmosphere? Well, I don't think he does. Clearly, like, if you read this article, he's even fucking yelling for the... um for the physio at one point. Well, there's a great one here. A young photographer edges in and gets too close for his <laughs> comfort. And he says, mate, can you just piss off, please? <laughs> please. See, he's learned. He's, there's a lot of politeness to that. How Do you reckon like everyone who saw him coming, getting really close to Rocket, and you know, if he's young enough, he doesn't know who Rodney Ede is, right? He's going, oh, I'll just, get a, I'll just get a really good photo of this coach over here. Yeah, yeah. And then all the players are like, oh, this is going to be fucking great. It's like <laughs> someone trying to feed a lion. You're like, yes, this is fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, no, it's awesome, a little article on the Herald Sun. Um, you know what he said, though? Uh, he pinpointed one player, and I think this is what uh, maybe uh, players in lower levels probably don't hear enough. But he, he said to them, don't start drinking your own bath water. Oh, really? We haven't heard that for a while. No. So, uh, you know, this player obviously got ahead of himself, had taken a bath, 
at half time and was getting that brought out to them by the, the runners. And he went, mate, I've, I've heard you drinking your own bathwater. I, I don't want that. That's awesome. Because one, it tells me you're getting ahead of yourself. And two, it's got a lot of bacteria. And I know there's probiotics and, and bad gut bacteria, but this is not good for you, mate. Because so, Rocket's all about you know, the natu- naturopathy of it all. I would actually be curious, and if there's anyone connected to the Ball and Football Club out there, uh, if you want to drop us a line in terms of like what the training schedule might be, by the fact they, they would get a bit of money, but I wonder yep. how, how much you may get and also uh, what the commitment might be. Is it like a Tuesday, Thursday training, or is it like a bit more than that? I don't think it can be much more than that. And also, I think, I have a feeling, is Baldwin not in the amateurs? So none of these guys can get paid. No, I reckon, no, I think they're they're not amateur. They're not amateurs? No, no, they're not okay. in the VAFA, no, no. Oh, of course, they're in the EFL. Yeah, you're yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, But oh, I mean, so I, they're uh, fucking getting lots of cashies. If I think about this shit these days, like, if I was playing now, like, if I wanted to go and play for a club now, like, there's no way I'm making training at, you know, 6pm on a Tuesday or Thursday. Like, I, there's... I Chamberlain! Not, I could not you're get... You're not committed, mate. But I could you're not, out. I couldn't literally not get to training. So I don't know how they do it. No training. The, surely training's not at six. Well, when would it be? Six thirty. Uh, even then, I couldn't get to that. Yeah, but you're lazy, mate. That's why your career <laughs> ended when it did. I could get there. I could get there at four. I'd just be hanging around the change rooms, warming up, making the cordial. I'm a team man. I'd win the best clubman. Uh, shall we wrap it up and read a uh, few footballers in real life, Adam? Yes, please. We've got one here from Paul. He says two things. One. Like Michael, I too listen to a battery-powered digital radio at the football. Thank you very much. I'm not weird, Adam. I listen to the radio on my battery-powered digital radio. Yeah, you've got a you've got a whole uh, you got a whole um, access to every station in your pocket, a little phone there. I know, but I. But fucking MCG Wi-Fi, fuck that. Uh, and number <laughs> two, uh, footballers yep. in real life. I saw David were a panda, former W. Uh, CE defender at his regular place of drinking at the North Perth Bowls Club last night. He was having a quiet few frothies with his family and friends. He was on the front bar recently, and he was one of the best guests I've ever seen, and a really lovely bloke. He was really cool. Um, from James, got a picture here from Ricky okay. Nixon's Facebook, I reckon. Love it. Uh, says, I think this is legit. Ricky Nixon mm-hmm. is trying to offload. Hey, 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 hey. No need to say think. It's Ricky Nixon. Let's just assume this is legit, okay? Ricky Nixon is trying to offload a signed Simon Black Guernsey on AFL buy, swap and sell. Mm. Slashing the prices. So it's a, it's a, seems to be like a Brisbane Lions top. Like a ju- uh, like a, ga- a game jumper. Yeah, yeah. Not sure if it's worn, but it's been signed. It doesn't need to be. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's been probably s- by Simon Black. Yeah, it's been signed. So yeah, Ricky, um, AFL buy swap sell. I've never heard of that. Okay, how much does he want for it? Uh, no price as such. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. At that, at that, in- it intrigues me that Ricky would sit on this. To the moment, like, uh, you know, he just sits and he goes, you know what? It's mid-June 2018. You know what people need? <laughs> the heat of Simon Black's bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 2003 they Simon, yeah. yeah, they need a Simon Black sign jumper. Yeah, uh, and, you know, and that's what I love about Ricky is the fact that it's not a desperate grab for cash. He's just sitting there. <laughs> 
He doesn't need to move it. He can stay, He can hang on to that. But he's <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. out of the goodness of his heart, he's just gone, you know what? I think I'll sell it this weekend. Yeah. And Sorry, if you want to buy it quickly, I'll take cash. Come around. Uh, it's just under the bakery. You know where I, I launched a book? Just come down there and we can exchange cash. No, it is fun. Yeah, he's like, when, when, when does Simon Black have the most heat? I'll tell you what. Not in 2002, <laughs> 2003. No, no. no. 2018, mate. Yeah, exactly. Don't, don't do it when he's just won a Brownlow and a Norm Smith. <laughs> Because that'll, but just you know what, it'd be too much shit flooding the market of blackie stuff. You just sit on that for fifteen, sixteen years, sell it in a market that he didn't even play in. Sell it in Melbourne, right? Awesome. And just put it on on a, you know what, Ricky knew, right? He just said, I don't know how I'm going to sell it, but hopefully there's some sort of social media sharing uh, website in the future. Yeah, in the future, and I'm going to sell it on that. I don't know how. And I don't know what I'll get for it, but I'm going to put it on that in 2018. Uh, He's here. a thinker. He should be in Silicon Valley. He would like it there. Here's one from uh, Tiffany. Mm. Uh, I have to start with an apology to both of you, but also Good. football conspiracists everywhere that I didn't email you at the time of this encounter because the timing was certainly suspicious. Hmm. Oh, I love this. My interest has been piqued. Yeah. Uh, after a very pleasant weekend in sunny Brisbane, in brackets, mm-hmm. beautiful one day, perfect the next, I was strolling towards gate 47 of the airport for a virgin flight to Melbourne. Pacing around the terminal was a handsome and athletic older man, immediately recognisable as none other than Alistair Clarkson. Oh. Wearing a... Cl- hang, hang on, hang, can I get the description of Clarko again? Uh, handsome and athletic. Handsome and athletic. Hmm. That's how I would describe this uh, this uh, troubadour, this singer. Wearing a cotton jumper, uh, sports mm-hmm. shorts, and dark brown leather Birkenstocks, he had clearly... Hang on, hang on. So, so a jumper, shorts, and Birkies. Yeah. So he can't, get, he can't regulate his temperature right here, Clarko. Oh, but it's a very sunny, beautiful one day, perfectly next day in Brisbane. So... Bit of, bit but of, he's got a, he's got a jumper on, or is it a light cotton sort of thing? Is that well, they're actually there? pictures attached. Uh, it's kind of like oh, a okay. bit of a kind of hoodie. It's material. a long sleeve tee. Okay, hmm. yeah. I'm, I'm, wor- I'm just worried that he's wearing shorts and Berkies, yet he's got a long sleeve top on. Just wear a t-shirt, Clarko, and put some shoes on. Wearing just a co- suggestions. Uh, he had clearly been enjoying the reprieve of Queensland weather too. As mm-hmm. we waited for our flight, he took two phone calls, which I eavesdropped on as much as possible. He looked oh, tense with furrowed mm. brow. I don't know if this is actually a crime, but I, I'm reading it. But I feel like I feel like I feel like this is not legal. Uh, he looked tense with furrow brows and definitely said the phrases "Alex Rance," and also it was just ridiculous. And at 50 meters, of course, he was going to boot it over the line, and it's blatant. It's just blatant. So there are three things Clarko said. All right, let's repeat those so we can put them all together. Alex Rance. Alex Rance, and uh, give a time frame. Uh, uh, from Tiffany, this was April 9, just after round three, when the Hawks had lost to Richmond by 13 points. So okay. he said, Alex Rance. Alex Rance. It was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. At 50 metres, of course he was going to boot over the line. And it's blatant. It's just blatant. Now, I've got a feeling, could that be even a deliberate, deliberate free thing? I've got a feeling from that game that maybe there might have been a deliberate free... So he's had a shot from over 50... Is that not the one where someone, like, touched it on the line or didn't touch it on the line? I'm a little bit confused at this last bit. You're, uh, you're the Hawks fan, mate. You need to – you talk Hawthorne better than me. I've got a vague memory that maybe in that Hawthorne-Richmond game that maybe Rance might have done a – kicked it out of bounds and it was mm-hmm. 
like a deliberate or questionable yep. deliberate. Yep, yep. Which I don't know was given or not, but I'm also possibly talking shit right now by the fact okay. that I have a vague... I've got a vibe, but I'm not sure if I'm actually yeah, being right. truthful. So not free kick, Hawthorne. Mm. Uh, Mind Clarko was angry. Uh, Tiffany continues, uh, Dick Clarko uh, had also recently made some cheeky suggestions about Geelong shrugging for high tackles, so it's anyone guessed what the fly-in, fly-out was for. And then a few photos, uh, and she also noted, please note, monogrammed duffel bag. So there's like <laughs> a there's a little bag with uh, Clarko with a bit of a AC on it, which is uh, quite remarkable. That's not his bag. That's his swag. Clarko and sleeps in that when he flies up to Brisbane. And I mean, Tef- Tiffany, thank you so much for sending the photos in. But like, you've literally sent a photo. Like, you are about, I reckon, about two meters away from him with very clearly, like, you've done well. You've done. You've that's that's a great email. That's a great yeah, email. That is fantastic. If only we could work out. All right, we need to. You, as a Hawthorne fan, you need to uh, reverse engineer this, Michael. Next week, I want to know what Clarko was. What doing. he was talking about. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, we're going to hit the road, do you reckon? Yeah, why not? Uh, if you haven't had a chance to listen to the Ryan Fitzgerald uh, episode, please do. And, of course, tell your friends about it. Tell you, we're famous now. I mean, it's all over news.com. Um, <laughs> so, you know, get on board. Tell your friends. Give us a review. We love you guys. How about you show us uh, show us some love, hey? We are Junktime Pod on Twitter. We're Junktime Pod at Gmail. We're Junktime Pod on Facebook. We're going to hit the road. Ah, oh, Rosie, the blues. Go Hawks. I've already left. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.